0: Welcome to the Philia Podcasts. We are the daughters of those women who came before us. It is our absolute honour to have met so many incredible women fighting for the liberation of us all. Our role at Philia is to amplify the voices of those women via the Filia Conference and these podcasts. Please take from them what you can. In sisterhood and in solidarity, the Philia team.
1: Hello, this is Julian from the Filia team, and I'm here this evening interviewing Bracha Barad, who is the CEO of Kulan, and is an organisation uh, which exists for the promotion of feminist discourse and activism in Israel. Uh, Bracha, thank you so much for uh, coming to speak to us. Thanks for having me. Can you just give us, uh, to start with, a little bit of information about your organization, how it came to be, what what sort of work it does? Uh,
0: well, we were actually born on social network in a Facebook group called Feminist Discourse, which became the largest feminist community online in Israel. Uh, we are today about 45,000 women, um, and it's basically a Facebook group that... Uh, in its uh, next lifetime, exists as an NGO. Um, it's an NGO that's based on the community supporting it and basically paying for it. And it's an NGO that uh, the mission is to sound out the voices of women, uh, to amplify uh, the voices of women and particularly um, sexual violence victims, because. Well, we believe that victim blaming is the cause of women not going to the police or to the authorities to complain when they are being when they are being attacked. Uh, And I think in order to fight this uh, maybe epidemic that we have, we need to have women feel that they have that they have a reason to go to the authorities. And this is why we work to. Well, it's supporting uh, the victims, the survivors, and it's uh, going against the offenders. It's uh, speaking about the court, giving uh, small verdicts, and it's, for instance, in this Cyprus case, the Israeli media did not bring an objective, um, you know, coverage. Of this case, they were very, very lenient towards the Israeli boys' side, and they were mostly sounding out the defender of the of the boys, of the young Israeli boys.
1: So, just for anybody who may have missed this in the news, um, or who is listening to it in the future, uh, this is a case in which a young British woman in Cyprus reported that she was gang-raped by uh, eleven Israeli. Uh, boys and young men. Um, She was then, she says, coerced by the police into withdrawing the allegation um, without access to a lawyer. She was then charged uh, with essentially an offence of perjury, lying about it for... uh, it was said uh, having made a false report because she had then withdrawn the allegation uh, and she was found guilty uh, earlier this week. So that's, that's the context of that. So Braha, I think you went to Cyprus. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yes, I did. I went there with about, um, well, 60 other men and women from Israel, about four of my, uh, you know, from my organization's, Uh, activists came along and we all basically stopped our lives for a couple of days to go to the Cyprus court when this girl was... uh, The verdict was was read and we were basically standing outside the court and supporting her and saying that we believe her and that what's going on is not justice and um, those kind of things. And it was, um, I think... One of the most important um, milestones in activism, I Mm. think, for women in Israel and in the world, because we do this in Israel sometimes, that we go and we stand outside the court and we support the victims. I think basically, as I said, we fight victim blaming. And I personally believe that telling women that we believe them
1: Mm. is
0: a very, very powerful thing and going across borders to say this is an extremely powerful statement
1: um, and I think it's 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 saying a lot when we do this. I think it is really really moving to have seen how women across the world are coming together against victim blaming um, what was the atmosphere like at the court when you went there? Well first of all you
0: could see that they weren't used to this many protesters. I have to say that even some of the protests in Israel will have less demonstrators than what we had in Cyprus because yeah. this, this was a high-profile case and a lot of people felt obligated to stop everything and come. Uh, and as I said, I don't think we would have gone to uh, a demonstration at the north of Israel, even but- if it's less travel. Uh, but this was, I think, a lot of us felt, first of all, felt very shameful because of this entire incident and the way it was portrayed in Israeli media and the way uh, the public atmosphere supported the, the side that was offending and blaming the side that was offended. Uh, and it's just, you know, I, I kept saying, feminists know this. In every country, this isn't particular to Cyprus or to Israel or to Britain or to the United States. I don't think I met a woman, let alone a feminist activist in the world, that doesn't speak the same story about the authorities not giving justice to sexual assault victims and the numbers increasing and women not going to the authorities because they don't trust the authorities because they don't have a reason to trust the authorities. Um... So I think this is, uh, it was very clear to us when we came to Cyprus that this is not different at what, than what we see at home. Uh, and you you also saw in the crowd of the Israeli women, a lot of us were uh, victims ourselves, that we spoke about in different situations, whether it was Me Too or Slut Walk TLV or, you know, each of us spoke about it in our own time. And for us, it was very obvious that we have to go there and tell this woman that we believe her because mm-hmm. this is the really the very least thing that we can do. There is not much that we can do against the authorities, but I, we know from Israeli victims that coming there and telling them that we believe them, it can change the the way they feel.
1: And has there been any backlash against you as an organisation? Because we know in the UK there have been uh, charges towards feminists who are supporting the victim uh, of anti-Israeli motivation or anti-se- even anti-Semitic motivation. Uh, so has there been anything like that towards you?
0: Well, I think I've, I've heard of this, and I know that we were also blamed for doing this out of... A, a left-wing position but i think mm-hmm. i think i've spoken to a lot of people who understand that this is just basic morals because it's it, it's very you know i keep saying how can you hear this story that this young woman is telling and say that for sure she's lying and the boys are all telling the truth when you have you know You you can see that they've changed their version three times and you can see that uh, Israeli reporters found in the room things that the investigators didn't found. Like you have you have very clear and cut proof that she's the victim here. And then I'm saying, is there anything that a victim can do that will get the public to say, oh, that's okay, she is the victim? Because I haven't heard of a single case, including in cases where you have serial rapists that are convicted. Even then, you hear people blaming their victims and saying that they are at fault. So, I'm not sure there is anything that this this young girl, she did everything okay. She mm-hmm. She went, she was bruised, she went to the paramedics, they convinced her to go to the police, she went to the police, and then, you know... She was very naive to trust the authorities and she paid a very high price for long months away from home.
1: That's something that's really quite striking is that she should have been able, it shouldn't ever be naive for a woman to trust the authorities. And yet, sadly, um, the authorities prove themselves across countries, not just in Cyprus, but across countries to be untrustworthy when it comes to women. Um, What do you think we could do to improve that? Do you think the authorities will ever be in a position where, where they are trusted by women?
0: I think we have, we have a very long way. Um, I think I think in the past few years, we've seen changes that are very dramatic, that may be like a very, a very needed jump in the progress of the feminist movement. But I think we still have a very long way ahead of us. And I think it's going to be a lot harder than we think. Um, For instance, you could see that in Israel, you could see that the public, the way the public is speaking, is changing, but the courts are not that much changed. And the the number of years that rapists are getting are ridiculous, Mm -hmm. like six months or are, are no time and just like social work it's it's ridiculous punishments and it's so it's nice that the public is changing but we still have a long way to go uh until we see the entire system
1: as we off. do here last, last month in the uk we had a report uh that showed 3.28 percent of rape allegations, so just over three percent are currently ending in a conviction. Uh, so ninety-seven percent are are not uh, even ending in a conviction. Never mind any sentence at the end of it. Um, so it is a problem that is across borders. It's not just Britain. It's not just Israel. It's not just Cyprus. In terms of changing attitudes as well, something that really struck me in the Cyprus case was the search for the video that was made by some of the young men became a top search on porn sites for people's pornography. Um, do, you, do you think that porn culture has had an effect on uh, sexual violence? Yes. I have no doubt. Um, I, I don't think that we
0: can doubt it. We know that kids today are exposed to porn at the age of eight. Um, and we know that the level of thrill that you need when you watch porn it rises and it rises and you become numb to violence um and we know these things i think i have no idea what happened in this room to this young girl i know that her testimony is extremely um hard to hear mm. what the the version that she's telling about this night is very 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 hard to hear uh, and from what I understand they had planned the entire thing in a very cruel manner um, and I don't think that if they hadn't seen porn movies that show 12 men and one woman I don't think like, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I'm saying that it, it definitely enabled it.
1: And mm. um, what do you think we can do about that? I mean, moving aside from the legal system and the criminal justice system, what can we do to stop that and, and to, to stop the porn industry from taking violence against women and selling it back to men as healthy masculinity?
0: i'm not I'm, I'm I'm really not sure what we can do except for as I said, we work on public opinion. I believe we need to convince people um in a very slow and you know hard manner, like this is our organization does uh we go to classes and we speak about these subjects and we do uh social network uh advocacy and we do uh mainstream media coverage to have our approach uh, sounded out in the news in the mainstream channels so i think you can do a lot but i, I i'm a big believer in in change that comes from the people from mm-hmm. educating the people from reaching as many of of them and letting them know the true nature of this thing because I think it's very hard to deny it when you look at it.
1: I absolutely agree. So changes to the justice system. And Marad, uh, mm-hmm. CEO of Kulan, you are doing absolutely everything over there in Israel uh, to be one of the people leading that change. So thank you ever so much for speaking to us uh, and thank yeah, you. to working with you uh, in the future as well.